Welcome to the Entrepreneur's Podcast. And if you haven't listened to me before, where the hell have you been? You're missing out on something amazing. Now, if you are coming here to learn from a worldly wise person who's going to inspire you and teach you with some eminent academic stuff, you're in the wrong place. I can only talk about my experience as an entrepreneur who has made many, many mistakes. And I do that on purpose because I don't think we talk enough about the fact that 70% of all startups will fail. That's a statistic that is there despite the huge number of incubators, accelerators, business schools, self-development books, self-help books. YouTube is full of so many guides and support and mentors who teach us about how we can be amazing in business, how we can turn nothing in. There you go, I left my phone on. It's all real. And despite that, you know, we have this huge failure rate. So I'm gonna to talk to you about the reality of business, the reality of being in an entrepreneurial environment. And I'm gonna to talk to you about it from my perspective. I hope you find it useful. Make of it what you will. If you find it helpful, then hopefully there'll be something that makes your entrepreneurial journey much more successful. If you find it completely useless, then feel free to delete and never look back. The whole premise of this, and this is kind of my, this is where my belief begins, is that the leader take responsibility. Now, what that means is that you are the entrepreneur. It's your fault. It's your responsibility. You take the blame, the ship lands on you first. Now, I'm not saying with that, that it really is all your fault. I'm not blaming you for anything. But what I'm telling you is that as the entrepreneur, you own this. So that's our starting point. So this is probably the toughest podcast I've had to think about. This one has bothered me for a long, long time. I've wanted to talk about this for a long, long time. I've had lots of thoughts and ideas that I've wanted to put into this one, but this has troubled me, which is really ironic because this is about the troubled entrepreneur. And it's really about what to do when the shit hits the fan. I guess the reason this has troubled me most is because I have gone through all of this stuff. Now, when you go through stuff and talk about it, and it's wonderful, joyful, positive, fulfilling, inspirational. You really want to talk about that. You really want to share that. Um, but when the opposite is true, you really don't want to talk about it. You really don't want to face it. You especially don't want to explore it and share it with, with you. Not that there's anything wrong with you, but I guess I hoped I wouldn't be in a position where I'd want to share it. And the truth is... I don't want to share it. So let's just keep it between you and me and hope that you benefit from listening to this and you avoid some of the troubles. And for me, that I learn lessons from doing this. So I avoid this stuff happening to me again. So in thinking about this, I've, I've had to relive some of the issues that I've gone through and that hasn't been fun. But my satisfaction comes from the fact that 
if you get some value out of this, if you benefit from this, if you get some lesson that stops you, protects you, helps you avoid some of this thing happening in your business career, in your entrepreneurial journey, then I will get some value out of doing this. So promise me, if this is of use to you, then take some lessons out of it that give you some value. Okay, let's get straight into this. I think there are five things that could go wrong. Or let me say, there are five things that I'm going to address in an entrepreneurial journey that could go wrong. There's probably a million and five, but I'm going to pick out five. So the first one is really easy. That's when I, the entrepreneur, goof up, or you, entrepreneur, goof up. When the little mistake becomes really big, this is the big F up. And this is the one that you've created by mistake, by not thinking something through, by not knowing enough about what's going to happen, not understanding the process, and you have to fix it. If there was a 1A, it's when a colleague goofs up and the blame gets passed. I, I remember in my corporate career, I was given an account by a colleague and it was a really big account. And I thought, wow, this is great. But in that account was so much shit, rubbish, mess, technical errors, technical problems, customer frustrations. It was like a big bag of rubbish. And I had to fix it. And I had to live through all that pain and mess to sort it out. And I did sort it out. But boy, did that teach me a lesson about taking other people's rubbish. Number two is when there's a disagreement. Now, a disagreement can be small, and I'm not talking about those. I'm talking about the big disagreements, which means, for example, you and your co-founder, you and your team member are actually pulling in different sides. And that is causing some stress and strains and waste of money, waste of time, um, you know, maybe unfortunate commitments that you cannot fulfill because you haven't been talking to each other. In addition, you might have a disagreement with a supplier and that supplier might be an important supplier. It might be one that could lead to things being delayed, taken astray, going wrong, a contractual dispute. These are the disagreements that cause you to really think about what the heck you're doing and you really have to fix might be with a customer. Maybe, you know, you're on the other side of that and a customer disagrees with you such that they pull out of a deal with you. And the implications of that can be quite huge, especially if you've got a few really big, important customers or you're on in that stage of your journey where that was the linchpin client that made it all work. Number three is a really unfortunate one. If this has ever happened to you is when you get cheated. It's when somebody that you're working with lies to you and that causes a failure in the contract, maybe a missed deadline, a poor delivery, a, a breach of a contract. And if they cheat you, that's inevitably going to cost you something. It might cost you a reputational issue. It might cost you a financial issue. And, and that can actually affect the way you trust people and the way you behave with people as well. 
but we'll talk about how these things affect you in a, in a little while. So I'm going to pause on that one. The fourth one is an unintentional failure. That's something that nobody can predict that you did not plan for despite doing the best efforts. It's something that went wrong that you just did not see happening. I mean, for me, I had a supplier that was reputable, so-called honorable, a gilt edge supplier, a high quality supplier, a well-regarded supplier in the industry who promised that they could deliver, but they could not deliver. I could not have planned for that. If they were honest, they would not have let that happen to me, but they were not because they did not foresee the issues themselves. As the expert, I trusted them. I mean, it was a perfect storm. The supplier goofed up, the project plan messed up. That had a knock-on effect in other areas of the project that I was working in. The whole thing got delayed and we got stuck in mud. Eventually the whole thing fell apart and that caused a huge amount of problems. It was just not something that we could have planned for because I picked the best supplier in the industry. The final one is around timing and delays. This is where you expect something to happen. People have promised things that they're going to do. And in all intents and purposes, they are doing what they said they're going to do. But for example, you're, if you're working with a corporate and they're going to sign a contract with a corporate, it's not as easy as signing a contract with a small business. There are huge processes and people that have to be pleased and satisfied and appeased before these things can happen. And that just causes a huge amount of delay that sometimes you just cannot predict. So the decisions may have got delayed. That affects your, your processes. It may be a funding delay. You know, you really needed the funding. You went to a bunch of people and somebody said yes, but then you get stuck because that yes is a really slow journey to the, the money landing, the contract being signed. So those are the five things that could cause you a real big problem. And I'm totally not saying that they are the only things that could go wrong, but they're my big groups of issues that could go wrong. So how do you deal with the situation? Look, that's the real purpose of this conversation that I'm having with you. It's not at all about the stuff that could go wrong. You realize how good of a leader, how great an entrepreneur, how strong and courageous you are, not when things go right, but when things go wrong. This is when you get tested and it's how you deal with the situation. So the knock-on effects of all of this are all sorts of stresses, strains, frustrations and friction and problem that could affect not just you, not just your colleagues, not just your family, not just your business connections, but also your credibility, how you feel about yourself, how your family feel about you, how you engage with the rest of the world. That inner belief in yourself gets challenged. That strength of courage that you had gets put on strain. That strength of courage that you have within you gets 
squashed. It gets tested, pulled and squeezed. So I want to talk to you about how you deal with that stuff. And if you, the only thing you get from this is one of these things connects with you and sits in the back of your mind till one day, I hope it doesn't happen to you, but one day when the shit hits the fan that you just remember one of these things. I hope that you get some value from my experience in these matters. So the first one I think is you really got to see reality and face the situation for what it is. You have to take the blinkers off. You have to take the rose-tinted glasses off. You have to stop hoping that it will be okay. You have to stop believing that that other person that is causing you delays, problems and frustrations is going to sort the situation out. You have to see the situation as it really, really is. I like to use the mom test. And the mom test is really simple. If I was explaining something that went wrong or went right, or a new product or a new service I was coming up with and I was explaining it, I was explaining it to my mother, how would she see it? They are going to be kind to you but they're also going to be really honest with you. That honesty is around how they react, how they show they care. And you need people to be totally honest with you and you need to be in, in reality. So part of that is not pointing the finger at anybody else. It's not passing the book. It's actually you taking responsibility for the situation and gripping the whole matter and having a look at what it's doing to you and your business and your whole ecosystem. And that's taking the really tough view and being really pessimistic about the situation. So you're going to have to ask the honest questions that you would expect somebody who cares for you to ask you. You might have to read the contracts rather than assume you understand the contracts. You're going to have to talk to those people that are affected by the situation. If a contract goes bad, you're going to have to talk to your colleagues. If the funding gets delayed, you're going to have to talk to them about what that means for the business. If a supplier is goofed up and you, you, you can't fulfill a contract with a customer, you can't put it off any further. You're going to have to talk to the customer. If you can't afford to pay your bills and you can't borrow any more money for anybody else, you're going to have to tell your loved ones and you're going to have to accept the implications of that good bad or ugly honesty is the only way to get out of this mess it's only when you're honest can you actually deal with the situation correctly and sometimes in our heads we believe a situation to be huge 
and it may hurt somebody that you care for in a really big, painful way. But you know what? They're probably going to get more pain and frustrations and hurt by you not telling them the truth. So they're going to help you. I hope some of these people are going to help you out of the situation, not by telling you how to do it, but by encouraging and supporting you and being there for you and for you feeling you've got people on your side. And to get them on your side, they need to have reality as well. The next thing is the effect on your emotions. When things go bad, <laughs> it affects the way we feel. And that affects the way we see things and the way we see the situations. So, and that can really cloud your decision-making process. So what you've got to do really is separate the emotions from the decisions, separate the emotion from the process and the, the matter as it is. You've got to put your emotions to the side and see the facts and figures. We'll talk about how to deal with the emotions a little bit later on. But if you're facing a situation that is causing you some pain and stress and difficulties, you're going to have to put your emotions aside. You need to be logical. You need to be fact-based. You need to have data. You need to seek the truth. And in that, put the emotions aside, get the documents, get a copy of the contract. If you haven't got it, get it, read it. If you don't understand it, get some help, get some advice. In dealing with your emotions, if it's an angry situation, having that anger to fuel you might pull you the wrong way. In separating the emotion from the situation, it will help you resolve the matter and not seek revenge. But how do you deal with the emotions? That's really important. The emotions and our mental health are some of the biggest areas where these things can affect us. And what I want to talk about with regard to emotions is the next point. One of the ways that an awful situation can feel really bad is because it's affected you in a very personal way. In your inner being, the courageous, brave, the highly motivated entrepreneur, you're just a bag of confidence. That's all you are. You had the courage and the belief to make a decision, to take a step, to take a stand, to put your money where your mouth was. That courage and belief can really get knocked. And if that gets knocked, then what are you as an entrepreneur? And I think for me, the, the first word that comes to mind when these things happen is the word depression. And, I, and I've met a number of entrepreneurs that have had situations go wrong that have used the word depression. And I totally understand where they're coming from. Because it does feel that the world is against you. It feels like, you know, you're being squashed and pushed and pulled this way and that way. And you have no control. You're, you're like, you're on a boat in the sea without a rudder or a, a sail to help get you through it. 
and you don't have a GPS or a map and you can't read the stars and you're just hoping, believing and thinking that one day you might get out of this, but you have no control of the matter. And that depression can cloud your whole judgment, your whole being. And I want to challenge the word depression. I don't think the word depression is the right word for entrepreneurs. You totally have every right to be sad. You definitely have every right to feel that things have gone wrong and it's your fault and that it's causing you pain that you didn't deserve and you did not need this, want this or should have had it. I can understand that. But I think the better word for the feeling you're going through is disappointment. I think disappointment is the valid word because that is how you're feeling. You're disappointed that things didn't go to plan. You're disappointed that the contract didn't get signed. You're disappointed that you got cheated. You're disappointed that your partner is not agreeing with you and is going off and doing his own thing and tearing the company apart. You're disappointed that there are delays that are stopping you from making progress in your business. Disappointed is the right word, but it's a different way of interpreting the matter. And I think that's really important. I think you have to see things as the courageous, as the motivated, as the optimistic entrepreneur. And I think the word disappointment is accurate. And I don't think you need the word depression. Depression is long lasting, painful, challenging, clouding of your judgment, affects your behavior, affects your moods. And an entrepreneur's job, if, he's, if he had an entrepreneur's biggest job is to turn the nose into a yes. So we are going to use the word disappointed because that is correct for us. I'm not trying to bend reality here, but it's correct to say we're disappointed with a number of things. If I'm disappointed with something, I can handle it. I can get through it. Depression is like a blanket on your emotions and it affects your health. It affects your well-being. It affects the way you treat the world and treat the way the people around you. And as a courageous entrepreneur, you should not allow yourself that folly, that luxury of feeling depressed because you don't have time for depression. You've got things to fix. So get off depression see reality and accept that you are disappointed about matters that have gone wrong. I think a really important part of taking that leap out of the mental health issues is the next point, which is exercise. I think exercise is the most useful tool that you have to change your mental well-being and your physical well-being. When things go wrong, it affects the way you behave and you feel, the way you 
conduct yourself. It also affects your appetite. You may start eating badly. You might hit the junk food much more than you normally would. You probably won't sleep that well. You might be moody. You might be difficult to work with. But exercise is where you need to challenge yourself, is where you need to be stretched. You need to go to the gym, lift some weights, get on that exercise machine, that running treadmill, that stepper, that cross trainer, those free weights, and let your frustrations and your stresses and your, your malaise be burned away in sweat creating activities. Take the medical advice. I'm not asking you to push yourself to the limit here, but what I am saying is within your limits, go to the gym, do your warm up, do your one hour exercise that stretches you, lets the frustrations be burned up as you lift those weights, as you run that extra mile, as you step on a higher setting, you will feel better. You will have used some of that negative energy. And it, it, I believe there is a negative energy when these things happen and you have to work through them. Go for a walk, go for a gentle stroll, but make it a good length. Make it a 45 minute, a one hour walk. Take some water with you, put your music on, go for a jog in the park, go for a run around your, your favorite circuit. Do what you do that you call exercise. If it's meditation, find that moment in the morning and meditate. If you cycle, get on that bike, put that helmet on, put some food in your and water in your rucksack and get out there on the open road. Don't let the weather stop you. When it's raining, I go to the gym. When it's sunny, I go for a run in the park. If I can't sleep in the morning, I've got up at five o'clock in the morning to go to the gym. Sometimes I go to the gym in the evening. Sometimes I go for, to the gym at lunchtime. And when I don't go, I really feel it. I feel the, the, the lethargy within me. I feel the stresses and strains build up and cloud the way I think. Go to the gym, watch other people, lift those weights and, and take that positive influence. Take that the fact that they're going in there to kind of also get that benefit. Take that as encouragement for you as well. You're going to get stronger. You'll feel fitter. You will get fitter. You'll sleep better. You'll eat better. You will think much better. You will see a situation differently after exercise. You'll see it for what it is. You'll see in an objective way rather than in a way clouded with emotion. There are times when I've gone to the gym and I have lifted weights much heavier than I thought I could. There are times when I've pushed myself harder, just thinking about some of the challenges ahead. I've let the situation out in the weights that I've lifted, in the extra effort I put on the treadmill. And I really feel the weight lift, I've, I've, I've felt, my mind 
clearer because the emotion has been burned up. Doesn't change the facts, but I now can see the situation for the facts rather than with the cloud of the emotion. So I want the same for you. Lastly, the last thing I want to talk about here is about you being the driver of your future. You are in total control of what happens next. Nobody has a remote control over you. There is no remote control over you other than your brain and nobody controls that other than you. I want you to accept and take responsibility for your future. The way you did when you started your enterprise with all that courage, that motivation and energy and, and hope for the future, that person is still there. That person ha may have been knocked. You may have got, got some war wounds of an entrepreneur, but that should only make you stronger. It should only make you better when you see the situation again and you've thought about this, why that situation happened. You have gained a credit of learning that will see you in good stead for the future. Acknowledge the fact that you've been tested, but this is a test that you can pass. Sometimes passing that test is passing the situation and accepting the inevitable truth about the matter. If a contract went bad, it went bad. You might have to write it off. If a relationship's gone wrong and it is unreconcilable and you cannot fix it or you do not want to fix it because there's no value in it, you accept that and you move on. If somebody doesn't pay you, and you had a contract and you tried to get the money off them, you take them to, to court, you do the small claims procedure, you follow that through. If you have a contract and it was fair and it was honest, you'll get your money, you will win that case. So take that step. If somebody's cheated you, take the right step to solve it. And I don't mean revenge. So you're the driver of the situation. You're sitting in the front seat. You've got the keys to this. It's all fueled up. It's ready to go. You've got your GPS ready. You have the direction. It's yours to control. So take ownership of that and make the journey the one that you want to take. What that means is, is you look back at what you wanted to achieve when you started out and you evaluate what's gone on and where you are now. And if you have to change direction, because that's the right thing to do, because that's the way you want to go, change direction. You don't owe it to anybody to follow the original plan anymore. And remember, you are now wiser, you're better armed, you've learned some valuable lessons. So don't be afraid to change direction. If that's what you need to do to turn this thing around, then you do it. I said there was, I said that was the last thing, but actually there's one more thing that I want to cover. And that really is about getting help. We talked about what you need to do, but what you could do also is get some help. If a situation is beyond your capabilities and you really don't know what to do, get help, get advice. I remember when I had a, a contractual issue 
I sought legal advice. I had legal expense insurance. I rang, rang them up, told them the matter. A lawyer called me back, gave me some facts, gave me some suggestions, armed me a lot, lot better. And it subsequently turned into a, a much more of a legal issue, a legal dispute, contractual matter. And if it were not for them, I would be in a, in a horrible situation as it is. I'm in a much better situation. I know nothing about marketing. My marketing was going particularly badly. I got help on marketing, gave me some advice. That person gave me some advice, which was really, really helpful and powerful for me. It might be a technical matter that you, you don't know, you don't understand. It maybe it's a formulation of a product that you're working around and it's, it's gone wrong. Get help. Talk to the universities. They're there for you. They want to work with people like you, entrepreneurs, doing new things and making new things happen. Seek wise colleagues. Connect with your network. I'm not telling you to share your secrets that you don't want to, but sometimes sharing some of your situation with people that are in a similar situation, entrepreneurs like you, can be really, really useful. It can be, can help take a load off your mind. But you never know, these people may have gone through something similar and they may have said, well, why don't you think about this? Or they may challenge you to think a different way and that might give you a new idea. Or they may actually have a solution that you could think about using. So those peers can often be mentors. But if you have a mentor that's a, somebody who's gone through business life, gone through situations in the past, they may really be the people that you need to connect with just to bring it all to give you together, give you a strategic view of what's going on. So reach out. The world is a difficult place, but it's also there to help you. Your family are the reason why we do these things. So talk to your family. Don't cut them out. Don't keep those secrets so secret. There are some things that you just shouldn't share with everybody and you'll know what they are, but don't hide the truth. And I think you should only share things with those people that matter and are related to that situation. You don't have to spread everything to everybody all the time. Pick the facts that you share with the people that connect with that. I don't want you to just unburden yourself and pass the burden on to others. So be careful with who you tell your secrets and share your story with. Pick the right people for the right matter. So I have found this one a difficult one to talk about. There's a lot there. This is probably the, the longest podcast I've put together. But I hope for you, there's something in here that is useful that you will find makes a difference. I want you to get value from these conversations that we're having. If there's something that this is brought up that you want to talk to me about, then reach out to me. I'm happy to talk to you. If there's something, some way I can help you, let me know. I'd be happy to. But remember, you are the driver of your future. So don't forget you're courageous, you're ambitious. You turned many no's into many yeses. So when the shit hits the fan, you have everything in you to 
fix the situation and make that future far better than it's ever been before. I wish you good luck and I hope we have a conversation again in the future very soon. 